0: I I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to find the one sausage that daddy wants. Oh, I'm sorry guys. This is our worst one. (laughs) I'm Paul Salt. I'm a sexy boy. I'm a a backwards man. And yes, today we shall be discussing Tom Green's 2001? 2001. 2001 masterpiece. (laughs) 2001 Odyssey Into Cinema. Uh, Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, the film was released to overwhelmingly negative reviews, um, many decrying it as the death of cinema. <laughs> Stephen Hunter the Washington Post said, if ever a movie testified to the utter creative bankruptcy of the Hollywood film industry, it is the abomination known as Freddy Got Fingered. Mm, no, well... Yes and no. He said
1: Hollywood, that's a positive...
0: Ah, there you go. This is a
1: Hollywood movie. He admits movie. it's a film.
0: <laughs> that was his first mistake. This should have been reviewed in... Um, announced <laughs> on that. <laughs> in, in, hob- ...in Hobbies and Crafts. Um, Roger Ebert, meanwhile, famously said, uh, "'This movie doesn't scrape the bottom of the barrel,' This movie isn't the bottom of the barrel. This movie isn't below the bottom of the barrel. This movie doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence with barrels. As one of his like, big famous ones, along yeah. with like hate hate hating north,
1: famous barrel hater, <laughs> famous barrel racist, <laughs> the late Roger Ebert.
0: He believed in absolute barrel segregation mm. at all of, at all costs, mm, but he hated white barrels. Yeah. We we miss you Roger Ebert. Um And he also said later on The day may come when Freddy Got Fingered is seen as a milestone of neo-surrealism But the day will never come when it is seen as funny Um, The Amazon reviews have been a lot more positive You'll be happy to see, uh, happy to hear (laughs) Classic bonkers comedy The funniest film ever made Quite simply the greatest film of all time Five stars, must watch Good film, five stars, I am the backwards man All written by Paul Goodman (laughs) Paul A. Goodman A. P. Goodman, brother? yeah. P. Gordman. P. Gordman. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. P. Mangard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Paul, you backwards man. Um, Why are we discussing this this week? Well, Paul,
1: the reason we're discussing Freddy Got Fingered this week is because I love this film. Right. And... As it's our 10th episode, we uh-huh. felt like we wanted to do something special. I felt like I wanted to do something special, <laughs> and I mentioned it to Paul, and he, he, he smiled. He smiled, I think, when you bare your, you your teeth, and you let out a sort of
0: sound that's smiling, right? That's, uh, that's uncanny. Joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so every 10th episode, we are going to be talking about a film, a guilty pleasure, uh, if it can so be called, mm. a film that we are told that we should not like, but that we do. Yes, uh, you have chosen that the first ten episodes should be crowned, crowned, just smoothed over, rounded off, patted, reassuring on the head. of our mission <laughs> is Freddie got fingered. Um,
1: exactly. For God's sake, why? It's a very good question. The reason that I love this film, this this beautiful film, this snowflake of a film <laughs> on a baby's cheek, on every mother's baby's cheek, every single one of them, is it's the perfect catastrophe. Right. It is the absolute most perfect catastrophe. And okay. what I mean by perfect catastrophe is that it was intended. Every shot, right. every, every line, everything that you see in this film was in exactly as Tom Green intended it to be. Yes. It's not the result of lazy screenwriting yep. or poor directing. Or...
0: Not knowing what they were doing.
1: Not knowing what they were doing. It is, in fact, just as Tom Green
0: wanted. <laughs> I will say, it's an exceptionally well put together film. Mm. The editing, it's, it's really well choreographed and directed by Mr. Green. By Mr. Green.
1: The studio? Yes. Uh, Regency?
0: Yes. Regency. Regency. Um,
1: they gave Tom Green $14 million and they said, do whatever you want. You make whatever film you want. <laughs> yes. Yes. And this is what this is what came out
0: so he made the film he wanted to make yes, what happens in said film it's
1: about a twenty eight year old boy who has a dream and his dream is to become an animator an artist Wow and so committed is he to mm. achieving this dream that he leaves the safety and comfort of his parents' basement in Portland, Oregon
0: Wow yeah uh, I mean they must have been really supportive to have had him
1: I mean this is where it gets complicated Uh-oh. um actually you know his mother was obviously very torn to see him go because she loves him she coddles him maybe a little bit right. um the mother played by um julie Haggerty. julie Haggerty, mm. um who's just fantastic and yeah um, very nuanced performance mm. but um rip torn plays the father and he's more of a um he's more of a, a tyrant a, a, a real patriarch oh no and he's um he's against this pursuit for art for creative merit any sort of job yeah where he's... he might get money out of something as um as unimportant insignificant as as art. So, Gordon Brody, yeah. played by Tom Green, leaves this safety security. He goes to Los Angeles. Yeah. Hollywood yes. to work in a cheese sandwich factory. It doesn't yes. quite work out. He he confronts the head of radioactive animation. Yes. Um with his drawings, he's told that whilst he has natural talent, he lacks the mm. heart, he lacks the the depth. He lacks the emotional intelligence to to bring his true vision to life. Mm. Um you know this is his life this is this means everything to him he wants to become an animator mm-hmm. and to be told this suddenly that his work is lacking depth um you know he's never he's never even been aware of such a thing mm. so um he's he's told you know he's told to quit his cheese sandwich job yeah. to go back to his parents basement to to develop swallow his pride craft. and develop his craft exactly yeah. um so he does that his his father the patriarch Riptorn mm. is not happy, hmm. um, there is an argument. Hmm. Uh, and then through a series of vignettes, which are not necessarily related to the film, but such is life
0: that... Such is life. And not everything that happens pushes you along the road to your career goals. And... Exactly.
1: But they are all in one way or another connected. Um, yes. And this is the beauty of this film.
0: Yes. It's very much like Terrence Malick.
1: It's... Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if Tree of Life... If Terrence Malick would have been a more mature filmmaker when he yeah. made for Tree of Life, it would have come out with Freddie Got Fingered...
0: Yes, absolutely. And um one of the fruits of these um scenes is um a, a love interest, Betty. Betty.
1: A beautiful
0: nursing assistant? Yes. Um Well, a doctor, I think she's described as. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is interesting because clearly she's been she's very accomplished in this field. She's mm. become a doctor in spite of the fact it is revealed um after he um is able to seduce her with her sort of kind of girlish charms meeting his boyish naivete. Mhm. Um, they, they they sort of meld quite well on a, a simple appreciation of flipping a sweetener with her finger, and it's um it's a lovely scene.
1: Yes, it's a uh, uh, it's a microcosm of uh, the wonder of physics, which is mentioned a little, a little later yes, on. Which is um, her obsession. Yeah, which is her obsession, and I think that that just perfectly paints the kind of relationship that forms from them. Yeah. Um,
0: we find her endearing, and so he finds her endearing. It it follows. Yes,
1: yeah. absolutely. Following on from that, the, the tension between Gord and uh, Jim, the father, comes to a head in a, in a restaurant. Yes. Um, Gord is con- confronted finally for his failings as a son.
0: Um. Mm. um this leads to them finding um, therapy.
1: But then, the the, the, whole the, the film. bomb, I suppose, yeah. is dropped yeah. on this film when it transpires. It transpires that the uh, patriarch Jim has been sexually interfering mm. with mm-hmm. Gordon's brother, mm-hmm. Freddie and then and then the film uh, I I think the the denouement begins yes absolutely the undoing of all of these characters
0: absolutely Um, yes it's very much like Feston
1: yes if Thomas Vinterberg were a more mature film director probably what would have come out of uh, Feston would be a film like Freddy Got Fingered
0: so um The the, uh, next thing that happens is uh, the family all fly fly apart. The the wife leaves, believing um, Tom Green's um, accusations. Uh, Freddie is taken into protective care Mm -hmm. um, and is taken to an institute for sexually abused children. And Tom Green begins to lose hope. He goes back to um, a sandwich shop Mm -hmm. uh, in order to toil away, having seemingly abandoned his dream.
1: Um, When he sees his past love, Betty getting a rocket-powered wheelchair to work, which he had been working on. I'm very sorry, I don't think we mentioned that. She finally achieved her dream, and her dream filled Gordy like yeah. so much hot treacle. Mm. So Gordon Brody is inspired to work on his, his animations. He quits yes. the cheese sandwich job once again, um, renewed with love and treacle, and then he he succeeds.
0: Successfully, this time, manages to pitch a show-based show based heavily on his actual life with a little help, mm. unintentionally, from his father. You see, what Gordy had failed to appreciate mm. is that the very situation he was trying to escape yes. was the truest experience he had had mm. and would, if he would only allow it, be the truest source of inspiration for him.
1: Yes, it raises a very interesting uh, existentialist mm. question of how far you should stray from your roots Mm. Um to what extent do they define you and to what extent should you try to flee those yeah, roots
0: Absolutely and to what extent yes can you mm.
1: After that he's given a check for 1 million dollars he hires a helicopter he buys 150,000 dollars worth of jewels for Betty mm. and then he moves his father inside his father's house to Pakistan and in a marvelous uh, volte-face mm. as the French and the Swedish say
0: and parts of Belgium
1: Not the barrel lovers. Oh, okay. He he is sent to Pakistan. Mm. He he wakes up after a a week and finds his son, Gordy, standing there, announcing, Daddy, we're in Pakistan. Let's go sew some soccer balls.
0: Yes. After an initial tuffle, tussle, a tuffle tussle, tussle, Mm. uh, the father is able to appreciate his son's success and realize that although his son is not living up to the standard he had set... He has found success in an, his own right. Mm. Um, they are then captured and kept hostage by militants. Of course. In a, tr- a tremendous turn of events. It's a, a Pynchon- wonderful third act. A Pynchon-esque twist. Mm. Um, they eventually find their way back home where all of the um, sort of other characters are waiting for them.
1: To a rousing end.
0: Yeah, Gordy is accepted back as a hero. Mm, appropriately so that's that that's what happens in this um, piece of cinema yes in this film in this film yes now I would like to discuss the scene in which Gordy jumps over a fence and grabs hold of an erect horse cock Mm -hmm. and masturbates it to completion what are you doing this is a stud farm, boy. I want to try the horsey. Hey, don't cry. I want to try the horsey. You
1: can't come over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you you? Me, oh, oh, this is fun. Look at me, daddy. I'm a farmer. Oh,
0: this is fun. Look at me, daddy. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer, daddy. Goodman, what the fuck? What is this? What the fuck is this? He fucking wanks off a horse for no reason. And then later on, as he's told, you must enter into your animal characters, driving home, he encounters a piece of roadkill, a deer, I believe. Yes. Um, eviscerates it. (laughs) Where's it? Of course. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then uh, we have a sequence in which a fucking um, uh, his friend breaks his leg. Gordy mm-hmm. uh, licks at the bone as it protrudes from his compound fracture.
1: Yes, of course, like in a film,
0: like like in fucking Citizen Kane. Yes, when that happened, mm-hmm. um, there's a scene in which he assists a woman to give birth, mm-hmm. bites through the umbilical cord with yes. his teeth. Oh yes, and um, swings it around his head mm-hmm. until it starts crying. At which point he. And tenderly gives it back to the mother <laughs> yes. who is covered in blood from the baby swinging. The, the aforementioned yeah. baby swinging. Just like in Childbirth. And there is a, uh, finally a callback mm. scene where he wanks off an elephant and it sprays camel all over Rip torn Yes. What's your question? O- questions fail me. <laughs> questions? There are no questions here. <laughs>
1: okay, well let me... Uh... Let me uh, let me try and uh, address these points, yeah. please. <laughs> try and make you stop sweating. I was uh, I was whilst watching the film, I was reminded of a um, a quote from Alan Moore. Fuck you! <laughs>
0: Talk about elephant gum. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: after after writing his his novel Voice of the Fire, which is an excellent book, hmm. and if anybody hasn't read it, yeah, why you idiots? Read it. <laughs> God, that was
0: the quote from Alan Moore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. and it reminded me a lot of Freddy got fingered in that way. <laughs> It's a novel about the history of Northampton, uh, which is my hometown, ah. uh, the, the planet where Dr. Doom was yeah. incarcerated. You will,
0: have, you will know it as. The
1: first section, about 50 pages or so, is um, written um, at around, I think it's 25,000 BC, or maybe 250,000 right. BC, in a pre-linguistic mm. Northampton. Okay. So as you can imagine, it's written in an almost impenetrable style. And when asked about why uh why he chose to do this, why make it so difficult to uh, for people to enjoy it, he said it's to keep the riff-raff out. Okay. Yeah.
0: He <laughs> made the opening deliberately, ob- deliberately obtuse. Yes. <laughs> to discourage readers.
1: Yes, exactly. Excellent. So when you get through that, kind of like when you get through um these five yeah. shocking moments. Yeah. Um there's a whole film behind it.
0: There is, and actually, I will admit, those were the moments I remembered. Those were the moments when you suggested because you've lent this to me back um, yes, about uh, early on in our friendship, maybe as much as around eight years ago. Yep. Um, you lent me Freddie got fingered. Yes, I did. When it came time to rewatch this, I was I remembered those scenes. I remembered the horse cock, and I very specifically remembered the um the baby. Yes, I'd forgotten about the elephant. I'd forgotten about the carcass, and I'd forgotten about licking the compound fracture. Sure. Um, but I assumed that the rest of the film was made up of mem- moments I couldn't remember, which were of a similar ilk. But I was surprised to see that these moments are the only gross-out moments in the film. Mm-hmm. This isn't a gross-out film, it's a surreal comedy, um, in which the humour is derived from how absurd what is happening on screen is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, the film Irreversible. Okay. Okay. Um, Gaspar Noé's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the greatest films of all time. What's it? Uh, wh- wh- what's it known for? Typically,
0: it is known for a scene in which a man smashes in another man's face with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Um, it is known for a horrific ten-minute-long rape sequence. Yes. Um, I believe that's that, that. And the fact that it has a similar time structure to Memento. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, so well, it's back. It's back to front.
0: Yeah. Back to front.
1: Um, how about Old Boy? Your favourite film?
0: My favourite film of all time is unfortunately largely remembered as that scene where a guy eats an octopus alive. Yes. Um, and with also it. a couple of awesome action sequences involving a hammer. Yeah. Um, a guy cutting his tongue out with a pair of scissors. Some other things of a... Um, let's call it sexually complicated nature. Perfect. Okay.
1: Irreversible being one of my favourite films. I've seen it about ten times. Yeah. Um, I've Because I, I had... I just can't help but show people this film. Yeah, sure. whenever I make a new friend, I show them <laughs> Irreversible, and I say, "Just watch it. Just I know you've heard some things and yeah. you've heard some shit, but <laughs> trust me on this." And it's the, the the tagline that you you get at the end of the film: "Time destroys all things." Yeah, it's an immensely clever film. It is, um, which again, I am not I am not gonna spoil it by talking about the plot, mm. but there is some incredible, just mind blowing, um, improvised dialogue visually there's no other film like it people walked out of that film within the first couple of minutes because, or were dragged out yeah yes by uh, by, by mark care mode mark care um <laughs> some people actually i think threw up because of the the the, the pitch of the the moan that happened, yes the, the spinning um, the rotating camera the soundtrack
0: and camera movements were designed to disorientate people and so that had a profound effect on some people yes yeah
1: um we get to old boy i mean paul
0: it's my favorite film of all time. Um it was just a film that completely arrested me because and as Roger Ebert says, as Roger um <laughs> Bucket Hater Ebert said, the film is not shocking because of what it shows um in terms of violence it's shocking because of the levels of the human spirit that it exposes and strips bare that is what old boy does and i'm surprised you show irreversible to as many people as possible you must be a glutton for <laughs> punishment because i am very selective about who i show old boy to mm. one of my oldest friends of all time i know she'll never think of it as anything more than that creepy weird sex stuff mm. movie um that's just the way that is yes um, um and i accept that begrudgingly yeah um and i'm a okay, more then. I'm more careful about who I show my favourite mm. film of all time to. It's like showing my heart to someone.
1: Well, if I show somebody irreversible and mm. all they come away from it with is, oh, that the rape scene was horrible. Yeah. yeah well, you didn't watch you didn't. What watch a misogynist film. film. Yeah. You didn't watch the film then, yeah. Dufus. Just <laughs> or, or, yeah. watch it again. Now you've done that. Now, Freddy uh, got, got this fingered. leads on to Freddy Got Fingered yes. seamlessly. Because, God. yes, it has these these shocking moments yeah shocking moments yeah but in every scene that there's a shocking moment that's not the joke it's not the joke um when he's sexually stimulating the the horse the scene goes on for way longer than is comfortable sure and it cuts back to his dad he says i'm real proud of that kid (laughs) yeah and it's like oh a joke okay I, that's yeah. where they were going with it
0: yeah there's there's, there's traditional punchlines to yeah. almost everything that happens um the gross out is taken it's not realistic yeah it, it's always exaggerated i'm thinking of like the one, one shocking moment we didn't mention is the little boy who uh is a neighbor of gordy uh and throughout the film things happen horrible things happen to him like these awful little things um just accidents yeah. <laughs> um and the the gore is always profoundly upsetting on this yeah. boy. Um uh, he gets he he trips and just hits his face on the side of Gordy's mm-hmm. car, I think. And it, you can I think, can you see a tooth like sticking out of his
1: after he's hit in the face with the baseball.
0: Right. You can see a yeah. tooth sticking out of his face and it's awful. It's yeah. really unpleasant. And mm. the that, that that's part of the joke. It's um how extreme it is and how yeah. unfortunate it is that this should happen to a little boy.
1: Yeah. In the in the hospital scene, when he's giving birth, helping the lady give birth, and he yeah. bites through the umbilical cord, the film starts. The scene starts very quietly. Yeah. Um. It's escalated when um, the pregnant lady uh, asks him to keep his voice down. He then attempts a, um like a, a nolly or something like that. Yeah. And he falls, falls straight into yeah. a into a trolley holding pills. This then. Induces labour on the on this woman. Yeah, two women on the other yeah. side of the room start like a tribal, like a rain dance to yes. further they, induce labour. They labor. get drums out <laughs> <Yeah>. from nowhere.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of the comedy here is going to come down to whether or not you find Tom Green funny. Hmm. Oh, check us out! You'll laugh at how simple misunderstandings always seem to get us into a whole heap of trouble.
1: It's crazy. Listen to my hooves, Listen to my
0: hooves. When he screams and shouts, are you laughing? Um, when he co- uh, contorts himself and his long sort of wiry body into weird ways, are you laughing? And if you're not, you're not going to find this funny. And you're just going to remember the shock moments.
1: But then the the thing on top of that is that there's so much more to this movie than Tom Green. Yeah. And the gross out, I keep, I keep saying these words and I don't mean them, the gross <laughs> out moments, again, they, they, they hide just so much from, from these films. Yeah. Look at the supporting cast. Yes, they're got very good.
0: Rip Torn. Rip play- Torn play is extraordinary Dad. and inexplicable. It's, His... an,
1: it's an incredible performance. I cannot put my finger yeah. on it. He is just one shoe away from madness.
0: Yes, uh, I think one thing to work that's worth pointing out about every single one of these characters is that they will interchange. And Tom Green included between being the silly person in their scenes... And the straight person, mm. with the exception of maybe Freddie. <laughs> um, yeah. Aside from that, everyone gets a chance at being the madcap crazy person, or the sort of one who has to suffer at its expense, which yeah. is an age-old staple of comedy. Yeah. Is um. oh, look at this crazy character. Yeah. You've got to have, like, a surrogate. Ripton, when he's being the crazy one, is fucking extraordinary.
1: He's terrifying. He's terrifying. He looks like an old, haggard, just dehydrated Tom Green. Yes. He looks like some, like a fucking shrinking head. Yeah. And Tom Green. Th- Watching Riptorn is just like having your face pulled off by Riptorn. <laughs> it's it's like
0: it's like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Or Christopher Walken and his but be- no, Christopher Walken's the opposite. Yeah. He doesn't he does very little and it's amazing. Yeah. Um riptorn is putting in equal energy to fucking um Tom Green. He's a powerhouse in this. Yeah.
1: You've you've got um Julie Hag Julie Haggerty. Yeah. Who just when you strip away all the music, all the zany things that are happening she's having a a, a nervous breakdown yeah um at how quickly her family's falling apart, and yeah. she's so fragile if um when all this is happening you you know you if if you weren't too busy being uh, bamboozled by what's going on screen, you might yeah. your heart might break and let's talk about marissa coughlin, yes, please who plays betty
0: um rocket and blowjob fanatic
1: yeah. Um, paraplegic who derives sexual pleasure from being caned on the shins. Yes.
0: Which you haven't mentioned yet. No, and that's that's very untypical. Yes. It's very unusual. I would not call it necessarily progressive because right. she is... Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that because her sort of little girl-esque personality <laughs> and obsession with blowjobs... Mm. maybe doesn't quite deserve that distinction. But one thing that Cabby said is that this is a fun character. It's not the girlfriend character. Yes. And she must have had fun playing this.
1: Yeah. And we're not laughing at her.
0: No. Never. It's,
1: it's it's very much the the crazy chemistry between Tom yeah. Green and Marissa Coughlin. Yeah. And, and, and when I, I was thinking about this all, all today, like how yeah. I was going to defend um, <laughs> a, a woman with a disability being caned, yeah. um, caned on the legs for sexual pleasure. And it's not um it's not the joke i don't no. think it's not it's not disabled people weird yeah it's not or yeah. disabled people are weird yeah. look at this one with a sex with with a fetish
0: i got i was a little worried at one point the fact that she is a wheelchair user is revealed late on yeah um she is at her desk she's flipping the thing with her fingers they have the thing she she gives him her number mm-hmm. It's going on a date. The whole thing's great, and then she turns around and wheels away from her position, and he looks surprised. Yeah, I was worried that that was just the joke. Yeah, you know the joke was oh, he didn't realize she was disabled. Obviously, he doesn't want to go out of her now, but yeah. he's got to now, so it's going to be really awkward. Yeah, Duh. but the very next scene, he's talking to his friend mm. with the compound fracture, and the friend is like, "Oh, what? Are you afraid of disabled people or something?" Like they raise yeah. awareness of it. Yeah, in a very you know, immediately he starts you know jumping about the place and screaming. But- <laughs> <laughs> they they still they, they call attention to what just happened. Yeah, and say, well, that's not right. Yeah, and so it, as a result, the sort of surrealism mm. is always very grounded. Yeah. Now, I want to take a moment here to talk about the early twentieth century avant-garde anti-art movement Dadaism. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so Dadaism came about in the early, early 20th century as largely as a response to the First World War, and the idea was to reject logic and reason, which they felt, the art, the Dadaist artists felt had contributed to nationalism and colonialism, and therefore resulted in the First World War, um, in favor of chaos and irrationality. Right. Because when I think of millions of men dying in a muddy field having been machine gunned to death, I think too much logic and reason has gone into this. Early proponents were like Hannah Hock with her um, cut with the kitchen knife through the last Weimar beer belly cultural epoch in Germany. And of course, you've got Marcel Duchamp's uh, Fountain, uh, which was a urinal yes. turned upside down, um, signed with the date as a piece, um, mm. basically invented modern art. Without that, you don't get any Tracy Emin, you don't get Damien Hirst. Mm. It was incredibly ahead of its time. Um, The movement was hated by fascists throughout Europe, especially Hitler, who lumped it in with American jazz music as part Mm. of his degenerate art. Mm. Um, And uh, many of the uh, Dadaists died in work camps, the ones who were unfortunate enough to remain in um, European countries occupied by the Nazis.
1: I think I see the point that you're making here, Paul.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's an interesting thing. American arts news at the time described dadaism the rejection of logic and reason art that was inherently irrational he said of it it is the sickest most paralyzing and most destructive thing that has ever originated from the brain of man and doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same context as (laughs) bowels my point (laughs) is is freddie gotfinger dadaist um is it a purposeful attempt to frustrate reason and logic
1: i feel like there are elements of that okay When Tom Green won the Razzies for worst director, worst film, and worst actor. Right. Um, he showed up to accept (laughs) the awards. Okay. Now, he's proud of this. Yeah. I think. I think he's proud of the film. It's part of the bit as well. You know, um, and I think the, the, I think the greatest thing is that at the end of this podcast, we could show it to Tom Green. Uh, and say, (laughs) did we get that at all? He'd honk our genitals (laughs) and he'd he'd just be like, I don't know. Look, a sexy boy. Look at me. I'm a podcast nerd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But just some juice in your bum. (laughs) And, and we wouldn't, we just wouldn't know if, you know, we would interpret that positively. I think. And, and, And I, and I think there is, um, there's an element of the skirmish there. Yeah. And I think there is also, I'd like to think when there are jokes about uh, a paraplegic woman being caned on the legs, yeah, uh, so on and so forth, that part of the, that the attempt there is to make audiences go to that and go, Ugh, that's a joke about a disabled person. That's yeah. disgusting.
0: P- uh, a part of this film is that Gordy's younger brother, Freddie, who's 25, gets arrested and thrown into um, an Institute taken away from his, fa- from his home. <laughs> Um, because against his will, a 25 against year his old will. Man, against his will, is taken into a home with other children because Gordy has suggested he was mole- he is being molested. Mm. Now, is that a comment on hysteria around child abuse? Very much like Thomas Vinterberg's The Hunt. To come back to Thomas <laughs> Vinterberg, if only he were Tom Green. If only throughout his career, well, he can dream. <laughs> Nothing has this much depth. Yeah, is it okay? So, okay, so, um, so, yeah. so,
1: is it is it Dadaism? I think I think there are I think there are elements of of intentional frustration yeah. and I, and I think it would be I don't, I don't think it would be right to say that Tom Green was trying to make a, a, a just a, a surrealist mm. a surrealist film that some people got on some people didn't um, there are mm. there are scenes the the poster at the end the, there's somebody waving a, a banner around as they're rescued and brought back to America saying yeah. when the fuck is this movie going to end
0: yeah it's very self-aware yeah it it is um. I would I would suggest it's not Dardaris because it's a little too uh, traditional. Mm. I mean, really, the story we described is the story of the film. That the film has that story. It's just the comedy of the film is to yeah. have random things kind of happen to have Tom Green kind of lose focus on the situation and just immediately call attention to it. Yeah. And it's very dreamlike the way it moves. You always get the impression that nothing has happened to Tom Green in between the last time we saw him and the next time we see him.
1: There's a li- linearity from one yeah. scene to the next, um, mm, which it's... is astounding. There's only one, and um, we pointed this out, there's only one uh, moment yeah. where something is suggested to him mm. that he keeps in his little brain pot yeah. for later. It
0: doesn't pay off until later. Payoffs no. in this are usually immediate.
1: The, mo- the movie makes so much sense. <laughs> um <laughs> Believe it, just like it or not, it yeah. does fuck you. It does. <laughs> And I'll fight all of you. <laughs> but no, it's, there it's... there is genuine comedy in there. Yeah. What is the what is the foundation of good comedy? Surprise. Yeah. And there combat. Um... I can't exactly. use the clip anymore. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> How many times during this film, Paul uh-huh. Paul Salt of yes. One Good Thing? Hello. Did you did a joke happen and you go, oh, I expected that?
0: Yeah. No, um, it, was, it was very rare. There were, I would say that um, there were no moments I expected, and there were yeah. lots of moments that caught me off guard. Yeah. There was a moment that made us both laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and we haven't really discussed why. I can tell you why it made me laugh. Uh, Tom Green bursts into the animator's office mm-hmm. for the final time. And he shoves his way through the door and rushes through and then flinches slightly. Yes. <laughs> because I think he expected the doors to bounce back at him yeah. and like knock him back, but he came through too fast. Yeah. And so they didn't. Yeah. And so he's just left st- stood there.
1: And it's a quick double take as the doors <laughs> just brush past him.
0: Yeah. As he, as he effortlessly and the doors are nowhere near bothering him. And yeah. it's wonderful. It's yeah. very funny. And I wonder if it was planned. And if it is planned, he's a genius. Mm. If it wasn't planned, he's brilliant for having left it in.
1: Yeah. But as a director as well, when he when he, when he confronts David Davidson with mm-hmm. an amazing scene, when he's just running around going, Dave Davidson, are you Dave Davidson? Yeah. I'm a woman. Okay, did I ask what sex you were? No, did I ask if you were David Davidson? <laughs> and in, in the middle of this, you know, this hectic, just yeah. oh, sometimes horrible film, <laughs> it works perfectly. But yeah. as Tom Green is, is pitching his cartoon the 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 camera repeatedly cuts to Anthony yeah. Michael Hall's superb cynical face yeah. as he's reacting to this yeah. and and just watching watching Gordon Brody go as s- baboons with a sauce dripping yeah. against a, a straight face with people who can really act. Yeah. Um is incredible and Tom Green as a director knew this. But as 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 an actor there is not one Moment of lazy acting. There's not no. I can't think of a single moment of laziness from any of these characters. Even no. Eddie K. Thomas, who plays it deadpan the whole way through. Every every performance is great. Yeah. Um, there are so many amazing sight gags. There are actual jokes. Like yes, actual there are actual jokes. jokes.
0: You made your daddy proud. You're gonna be so proud. 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 Get the fuck out of the line! But I think one of the important aspects of the film is that everything is played, so many things are played straight. The music is great. Yet also, sometimes baffling. What the fuck is going on? I'm underwater! Look, I found a treasure! Get out of my goddamn scuba gear, you imbecile! Oh no, the treasure! It went into that underwater cave! Get out of the toilet! Yeah. Sometimes completely inexplicable well, as to know. why they chose this music. Other times, it fits perfectly.
1: Yeah. There's there's another scene, um, which again we haven't mentioned, where Tom Green. Um, it's mentioned in the scene directly before it that he needs to do several things at once to relax whilst he animates. Yes. And he says, of "How course. can I, you know, do all these things at once? If I've only got two hands." And then it um, it c- cuts to him playing a keyboard, drawing whilst his uh, fingers are tied to bits of rope on a pulley system holding sausages.
0: Suspending sausages, which then... And what's brilliant is it's not just left sausages on his left hand, right sausages on his right hand. They're mixed up so that when he moves his right hand, every other sausage moves. And when he moves his left hand, every other sausage moves. That is a detail. It's a wonderful joke and a prop that took care to put together. And it's funny because of how... The road that must have been taken to come mm-hmm. up with that. Mm-hmm. You, you come out of the movie for a bit and just think about Mr. Tom Green. Yeah. Coming up with that as a joke. Like, what came mm. first? Yeah. Did he think, I know a great joke, I'll tie my fingers to sausages? Or was he writing the script where the, the girlfriend is like, you just need to eat, play some music mm-hmm. and relax. It's like, I can't do both. Yeah. And then like, oh, that's <gasps> quite good. How do I realize way, that? Eureka. You um, can't back in reverse engineer it. Yeah, and 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 the joke isn't
1: necessarily the fact that he's he's done it. It's what he's doing around it. It's the <laughs> fact that his his dad comes in and then has to react to it. And then there's just this perfectly balanced shot Yeah, ripped torn on the left. It's split down the middle and on the yeah. other side there is Gordon Brody playing the playing the keyboard with yeah. his, his the sausages like on alternating yeah. fingers. And the two things are happening at once. Yeah. And maybe you don't, I didn't pick that up the first couple of times that I saw it. I don't think yeah. I only really noticed just how perfect that shot was. The mise en scene <laughs> is... <laughs> the cinematographer did a fantastic job. Did. And, yeah. you know, again, Tom Green is, as director.
0: Yeah. Tom Green as director and performer. He's just very funny. And I yeah. think my, my favorite moments, and I'm amazed I have favorite moments during this. <laughs> my favorite moments came from the moments in which it appeared that Tom Green just got bored of the scene. <laughs> he was in, and just started riffing on whatever was happening in the scene. Uh, Specifically, um, when he's working in the sandwich shop, and um, seems to be just putting sandwiches together, and then, without anyone else in the sandwich um, place reacting, he jumps onto the conveyor belt, grabs a sausage, waves it around his crotch, shouting, I'm a sexy boy. I'm sexy! I'm a sexy boy!
1: It's much better than it sounds as well.
0: It is. It's hilarious. And later on, he is um, in, a, in the restaurant scene. Yeah, the restaurant scene was great. Mm. The restaurant scene was perfect building of tension and elements and little gags and putting things in place in order for it to pay off and get really yeah. dramatic. But um, when Tom Green eventually reaches a denouement, he picks up he picks up the violin, jumps onto the bar and starts playing um, This is a Fancy Place. <laughs> well, is it, it it, it, This is a fancy...
1: Fancy restaurant. This I is think. a
0: fancy restaurant.
1: With a refrain of spanking, spanking.
0: Yeah. Which are just two things that happened in that scene. Yeah. Like the fact that he was spanked and the fact that it is a fancy restaurant are just two of the things. It's not what yeah. he's upset about in that moment. Yeah. He's upset that his father has insulted his girlfriend. Yeah, But he just plays, if this is a fancy restaurant, yeah. and his awful violin playing. It's superb. Oh. It's so funny. And other people are starting to see that. Mm. The film has undergone a critical reappraisal recently. A.O. Scott of the New York Times wrote a lengthy article about it in which he said, Mr. Green stages his gross outs with a demented but unmistakable integrity. Like it or not, he is an artist. Uh, Freddie Got Fingered forsakes the muddy field of infantile narcissism for the fertile, frightening ground of middle childhood. It's less about the dangers and pleasures of the unchained id than the giddy anarchy of the unbound imagination. It's scarier than scary movie, and it's funnier. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree on both. Um, One last quote for you here is uh, Nathan Rabin at the AV Club, who reviewed it shortly after, actually. um, Studios exist precisely to keep films this audacious, original, and transgressive mm. from ever-hitting theatres.
1: Between the gross-out moments, mm. there are actual jokes, there are yeah. funny lines, yep. there is funny physical humour, mm. there is stellar comedic acting yeah there are engaging moments there are there are there's a moment where rip torn tells uh tells gordy that he's nothing to him Mm -hmm. that he's never been more ashamed to call him his son yeah and it's in any any other film that would have been (laughs) that would have been a a powerful moment
0: i think it's a very well realized film yeah
1: i I think i I think, think so
0: does it i mean does it frustrate you that people only think of it in terms of like him whacking off a horse
1: to a to an extent, because obviously, any time somebody tells me they don't like a film that I like, I take it as a personal insult. Oh, of I,
0: course, you're you're within your rights to do that. Yeah, and I
1: will fucking hunt them down, but <laughs> I will fucking um, come at them. But there is um well, there is this exclusivity, isn't there? About having yeah. having made it through Irre- irreversible, having made mm. it through Old Boy, made it through Antichrist. Yeah. Um. And and to go, it's not misogynist. It's not just a gross out film and so like that. <laughs> it, with 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 this, um, mm. I have slightly less success less frequent success trying to convince people that it's a good film Sure. um Nell is uh, i did get 10 minutes into it and she looked like she was watching her own face fall off in the mirror
0: <laughs> the thing is it's very top heavy yes. the film i mean it, all those gross out moments we mentioned are in the first half mm. except the elephant come happens later on that's the yeah if you i mean after the hospital scene with the baby that's the last one yeah until then mm. so i don't that's know get a into...
1: dramatic conclusion it so, is. so what do you say to that, film nerds? Nell, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Nell, I love you. Look, so I see, I see you later. I'll make dinner. I do. I do the potatoes that you like, and we'll watch. Freddie got fingered. <laughs> mash-
0: <laughs> 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 and,
1: I'll, and I'll get an <laughs> elephant to come in the potatoes. <laughs> Just oh, like in Freddy Got Fingered. That's gross funny. Out teen I, comedy. Love,
0: I love that kind of comedy. Oh, I love it. Then, it's like American Pie.
1: Yeah, then watch a fucking Farrelly Brothers film.
0: <laughs> fuck! <laughs> oh, you remember the bit where Ben still had cum on his ear? Oh, and
1: Kevin was... Diaz puts it in her hair. Oh. That's
0: crazy. And that's the joke, everyone. Yes. That's where the joke ends. Oh, it's like Freddy Got Fingered. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
0: So I want to tell you the story of James Myers. Uh, James Myers, 37, was driving his daughter to school when he was pulled over for a burned-out taillight after police ran his license, he got news from the officer. Maya said, he finally comes back and he's like, sir, can you step out of the car? And my daughter's in the back seat, bug eyed. What's happening, daddy? Are we going to take, are they going to take you to jail for a bad brake light? The guy brings me to the back of the car and he goes, sir, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, this story happened in around um, 2014, by the way. Okay. Um, sir, I don't know how to tell you this. There's a warrant for your arrest from 2002. Apparently you rented the movie Freddy Got Fingered and you never returned it. <laughs> so there's a civil suit that they <laughs> processed as a criminal case and we're here to take you to jail. The shame. The, <laughs> the shame. shame. That's, the, that's why I brought this up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if that had been any other movie, yeah. that would have been a better situation.
1: Yeah. Hard target.
0: Yeah, I'm like God, oh, but I just fucking love that Van Damme. Yeah, sorry, sir. I just needed to watch it every day for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> and 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 at the same time, if that were me, yeah, I think I'd still feel a little bit of shame. It would be perceived really? shame. Okay. It'd, it'd be it'd be like the the shame that I would perceive other people would feel in me.
0: Um, How your mum would feel reading that you had been arrested? Yeah, for, for at last, <laughs> and, and not for the <laughs> reason she suspects, <laughs> yeah. but because you rented and failed to return. Freddy got fingered.
1: And I, and I and I think no matter how often on my on my YouTube defense, I I said, but it's a great film, everyone. Honestly, look, there are these five shock jokes, and if you look closely, dot dot dot, they're funny because yeah, everybody would just everybody would go, there's the Freddy Got Fingered guy. Oh no, he probably likes the wedding singer.
0: No, oh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. He,
1: although no, they'd be like. If, if they did say that they'd be like he probably likes Adam Sandler he's a great guy I'm gonna pay his <laughs> fines myself because Adam Sandler's a comedic genius because
0: I love him so
1: much yeah because oh. all he does is just shit gold like him- a spider there's shit
0: Shitting gold has been
1: cursed to shit gold <laughs> yeah <for his> life. <laughs> the Midas spider
0: <laughs> oh god he's just like Tom Green oh but it's
1: but the whole point of this is to is to yeah. explain a guilty pleasure. I don't think it should be a guilty pleasure. I'd like to think that I could be proud enough of it. And I think that I've... Yeah. I think for my conscience, I've provided enough.
0: Um, this was just a funny film, I think. Yeah. I-, I know you've said that it offers an element of exclusivity, but I do also think it's a bit of a shame that so many people are going to be turned off it. mm. And I mean was, i I was laughing when we were coming to this, but because of the reputation, like oh God, this movie yeah it's it's funny,
1: just watch the film, give it a go, just remember yeah. that there are there are moments beyond um beyond the gross out of things there is a life yeah. after love there is, there is more crunchy Weetabix <laughs> after your bowl has gone soggy in the milk. Mm. I promise you that just watch it, and if you wanna if anybody agrees with me or if anybody has seen it more than once has a friend like me it <laughs> was <who's laughs> been like oh, okay Paul b i'll watch i watch it again ah, <laughs> it's the worst film ever <laughs> it's the worst film then then fair enough then you can send that email to me yes um, please we'd like but to all see i that. ask is that you give it a second chance
0: yeah give it a go because one of these sausages one of them is the one you like yes okay i think that just about does it mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you very much for uh, listening to the 10th episode of One Good Thing. Um, It's been a a mini milestone, and we're very proud.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you all so much for for listening. Um, OGT. OGT. What? OGT. Pod. OGT. Pod? At OGT pod. That's how you can reach us. Thank you for that. That was awful. That was the worst (laughs)
0: thing that's ever happened to me. I've been (laughs)
1: thinking about that all day. And I was just curious to see how you'd respond. Genuine Um, fear. And and now I know. Um, um, thanks everyone for listening to the 10th episode. If you want to get in touch, um, we've just, we've just told you it twice, uh, three times in fact, so you don't forget it. Fight club reference. You can send us an email at ogtpod, uh, at gmail.com. Any challenges? Any comments? Any anything you want, sunshine? Anything you want, <laughs> sweet
0: cheeks? You just you just come right over here. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. set you up real
1: good. It's just it's gold from here mass. now, baby. I uh, promise you that. I promise you. you know, we're gonna it. have mashed potatoes when you get home. Oh my god, it's gonna be real good. Oh, I want to thank Nell for uh, all of her support.
0: <laughs> I want to apologise to Nell for all of <laughs> yeah. Um, everything. Yeah,
1: she's a real character. She's a
0: real trooper. Yeah, please
1: check us out on Facebook and Twitter. There'll be updates, sound bites. If you if, if you if you like what we're doing, um, if you know what we're
0: doing, please <laughs> please <laughs> get, in get in touch. touch.
1: Um, please tell a friend. Thank you so so
0: much. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, um, and we're happy to come at you for the next ten episodes, yeah. building up to my guilty pleasure.
1: <sighs> I want to suck your blood.
0: Yep. That's the one. That'll puzzle him. Okay, so thank you for listening to One Good Thing. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Freddy Got Fingered is whatever makes you laugh. Don't be ashamed of it. Thank you very much for uh, listening to the 10th episode of One Good Thing. The 10th episode of One Good Thing.
1: Come for sure Thank you very much for listening to
0: us Like and subscribe we won't go the fuss Thank you very much for listening to us Like and
1: subscribe we won't go the fuss